Hey, welcome to the Sharp Way Show. Larry Sharp here at 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Yes, I made it on time yet again. I'm doing good now, haven't I? A bunch of times in a row, I'm able to make it on time. Thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your evening. And of course, as I say all the time, once you get on here and you start looking at my mug, then please either click like or comment or share. Do something that you think is valuable to move this show forward. I would appreciate that. I. When I, I saw a I saw a piece on rising, um, someone I either sent to me or I popped up in my feed on YouTube or something. I forgot why I clicked on it because I don't always click on rising. It's not a thing that I watched that often, but this one uh, I noticed. And it and what the guy was saying, I think his name is Sa Sagar, I think it's his name. What he was saying actually seemed to make some sense to me. Like I got a piece of it. And he was basically saying what I think many of us have thought is that everything is partisan. Just everything is partisan. And I noticed this as I was looking at some of the coverage of the recent police shootings. And it seems like everything is partisan. Police violence is partisan. Death is partisan. Everything is partisan. Everything is viewed by a partisan viewpoint and you have to fall on one side or the other. So cops are always wrong or cops are always right. And the, the, the hoops that we have jumped through as, as a country to just justify some terrible ideas, oh, my God. I mean, just terrible. Let me, let me show you this. You tell me. Uh, we'll go through it real fast. And you tell me if this makes sense to you. I'm going to give you some comment on this. I think it's, it, some of the stuff he's saying is right. And again, not, not, I don't always watch this show. But I think this one, he's saying some stuff that kind of makes some sense. Well, Ryan, I was sad not to be with all of you over the last few days, but actually served as a nice purpose of getting some reflection, especially in the midst of a major news cycle. Back to a tense time in America, in the midst of the guilty verdict of Officer Derek Chauvin, who That's murdered true. George Floyd. Immediately, the takes were flying. One mm -hmm. side basically decided Chauvin was innocent just to own the libs. The other decided that even though Chauvin was literally found guilty, it didn't mean anything at all. No, I mean, there's a part of what he's saying is right, but not 100%. I think many people, particularly those on the right as a general rule, did actually, didn't actually say he was innocent. They were just saying he didn't actually kill him. I think that was what most people who believe that, who on the right, they weren't saying that Chauvin was innocent. Chauvin's a bad cop. I think everyone agrees he's a bad cop. He's got a rap sheet. He's a bad cop. The question was, was he actually, did he actually do the killing or not? So I'm not sure it's like that. And the same time, I don't think most people on the left just said, this doesn't matter. I don't think that's 100% true. I think when many people on the left who are upset were like, this isn't enough. And there's a difference in those two, right? There is a difference in this. And I think he's he's being he's actually helping by making this aggressive by going too far on both sides. I was struck by just how awful our politics was whenever I was watching that happen as friends sparred online that even True. in the event of a desirous result, that people still have to go to their selective camps and basically pretend mm -hmm. that the result didn't happen and then just continue to have the same fight over and over again. And this part, he's right. And it looks like for many of us, and I see it here constantly, I'm sure you do too. Something happens, whatever the thing is, the left has its answer, the right has its answer. And if the left feels like it's won, it goes, yeah, we won this round, but they're waiting for the next round. If the right has its, it thinks it's won, it goes, yeah, we won, but there'll be another. Like they're just waiting for the next fight. And the round that thinks they lost, 
all of a sudden now says, aha, we'll prepare, we'll get you next time, lefty or righty or whatever the case may be. This is not great. Not This is not a great way of doing things. It was the latest feature of what I've talked a lot about since the November 2020 election, that the culture wars are basically the only thing fueling American politics. Uh, here he is totally correct. You know, many of you, when you watch my show or when you see me speak or when you ask me questions, you're actually surprised when I actually answer your question. You're actually surprised when I actually give you a policy that might make things better. Why? Because generally speaking, left or right politicians simply play the culture war. And you ask a serious question and they go, well, I'm not the other. So, you know, I care about gay people or who cares about gay people, either one. And then you go, great. Okay, you're on my side. And that's all that matters. And we can't keep doing this. He's right on this. Culture war. Well, culture war does matter. I mean, it does matter, but it's not the number one peace. It just isn't. It's not the number one issue. And it is killing us from the inside out. Nate Cohn of the New York Times is out with an excellent new analysis, empirically demonstrating just how far down the abyss that we are headed Absolutely. with the rise of political sectarianism. And this part is I want to bring up because some of you already mentioning what I already saw. And Aaron brings it right up. Aaron says the reactions to the Ohio shooting are beyond absurd. People are acting like trying to stab people is perfectly normal and harmless behavior. There are people that seem upset that the young lady in the pink is still alive. Yeah. I talked about this this week. Not every time a cop is violent, is that a bad thing by default? It's not. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. But there are times, and it's funny, it's almost like I, I was saying this like I knew it was going to happen. If you remember what I talked about when I was talking about the, the idea of violence, when the, I think it was when I was talking about when the, when the, uh, when the army officer was pulled over. I was like, sometimes cops got to be violent. Of course, they deal. It's a tough job without question. It's a difficult job with crazy stuff happening. And sometimes they need to be violent. But you've seen people, particularly on the left here, jump through hoops to try to say the cop who shot that, that 16-year-old girl. And to be clear, and, and I know it's trite, but I have to say it. It is terrible that a 16-year-old girl is dead. That's not a good thing. This is not a good shooting. It is a justified shooting. There's a difference. The cop is not at fault for this. He just isn't. And I'm, some of you will be angry at me for saying it, but the cop is not at fault here. The cop had to react quickly. He had to stop somebody. I mean, this was not, this was a justified shooting. It's still terrible. And I wish it didn't happen. Of course. I mean, the, 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 what if it was your kid? I don't want it to be my kid. But I would hope my kid wouldn't be trying to stab people either. I would still be angry if it was my kid. If it was your kid, you would too. But that kid isn't our kid. We don't have a right to be angry and upset that the cop shot that kid. If it's your kid, look, if it's your kid, you're mad no matter what. I, I, would ex I wouldn't be angry at you if you were mad at the cop if it's your kid. But it's not your kid. It's not my kid. We don't have a right to be upset at that cop over this. It's not our kid. She was trying to stab somebody. It's a justified shooting and still a terrible shooting, to be clear, still terrible. And to be full, what people aren't talking about because we're so ready to be mad at the cop, he's got to live with the fact that he shot a 16-year-old girl. He lives with that. 
I don't. You don't. He does. He has to live with the fact that he shot a 16-year-old girl. And again, it was justified. But look, if he's a human being, which I'm sure he is, if he has empathy, he's still going to double-guess himself. He's still going to be, he's going to double-guess himself. Oh, could I have? Should I have? Was he gonna? Of course he is still going to double-guess himself. You would too. Of course you would. You're a human being, and you say to yourself, is there something I could have done? Should I have? Yeah, should I have? Could I? Literally, you walk on the stage. There's people fighting on the floor. You saw the video. They're fighting on the floor. She's got a knife ready to stab somebody. What would you do? Justify shooting. And the same time I can say, Philando Castile, completely not justified shooting. Not even close. Philando Castile was murdered by a cop. This young lady was not murdered by a cop. She was killed by a cop. That's true. She was killed by a cop. But it was not murder. It was a justified shooting. But we don't care. If you're on the right, every cop is awesome and they never do wrong. If you're on the left, every cop is evil and they always do, well, no, they can do no wrong and now they always do wrong. This is not the answer. This is not the answer. And this is hard. Because now you got to take it case by case. But I can't see any other way. I just can't. I'm going to give you an example. This is uh, a piece from, this is the piece from Tucker Carlson I want to bring up. Tucker Carlson brings this up. Hold on. He was, and the stuff he's saying. And I don't watch that much Tucker Carlson as, as a general rule. Um, I do here or there, but not that much. But in this case, he has been given ammunition by the left, like the, the left gave him ammunition for this. Now, we're not crime scene investigators, but that was our conclusion after watching it several times. Kara Nikita of the Black Liberation Movement of Central mm -hmm. Ohio had a very different take. And honestly, it's possible she has more experience with these things. As she told The Washington Post, quote, as soon as the officer got out of the car, he had the gun ready to shoot somebody. Law enforcement and city officials are rushing to make excuses mm -hmm. because she had a knife. Those excuses are not valid to me. This should never be said by anybody. I'm just being forward. Two things that are wrong. One, the officer was not ready to shoot somebody. If he saw he came out, he did not draw down. He draw down once once he saw the first guy who was kicking someone on the floor. If you saw the video, there was one guy who was kicking a girl in the head on the floor in front of the cop. Literally, the cops are there. And most people, you would think, and maybe I'm wrong here, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, I'm saying it's human. When the cops show up, you tend to stop the bad behavior because the cops are here. That's what most people do. Well, the cops are there. The car is there. The cop's out. He's in uniform. And he's still kicking some girl. He's kicking her. And he's like, what's guys? Goes for his gun. The other girl's got a knife chasing the other one. He didn't show up ready to shoot. That's simply not true. And then making excuses because she had a knife. That's a pretty good excuse to me. I don't know. You got a knife ready to stab somebody. That's a pretty good excuse. If she was spreading, you know, butter on a bagel. Okay. Not an excuse. There was no bagel. There was no butter. That wasn't happening. This was going to, she was going to hurt somebody. Maybe kill her. I mean, who knows what would have happened, but that, that other girl was going to get stabbed. That could have been fatal. She might have been dead or she might have been hurt badly. Who knows? But she was going to get she was going to get stabbed. This kind of thing just gives the right 
the, the left gives the right ammo, then gets mad at the right. Why are you mad at the right when you're giving the right ammo like this? Why is this even a thing? Just say nothing. You can just go, eh, yeah, walk away. I'm not saying if you're on the left. I know a lot of people who, who watch this show on the left. I get it. I'm not saying you got to, you know, get behind and go, yeah, that justifies shooting. You could just say nothing. That is an option for you. Say nothing. Let it go. And when Philando Castile happens again, open up your mouth then because that's real, right? He was murdered. That was a bad cop, a dumb cop doing something bad. That's right. This cop, it's not. And I'll give you the other example if I can. This, this woman says that he was, well, you know, ready to go, ready to shoot. No, let me show you what that looks like. That's this terrible cop. That's this guy. Remember this terrible guy? This guy walks out. This time. Ready What's to shoot. Going on? Remember this? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. What does that mean? That's what he's doing. Now, if you see the guy right now, you can see he doesn't know what he's doing. He's looking at the other guy. He's the younger, less experienced cop. He's looking at the other guy for guidance. He's like, uh, are we doing this? You can see in his face. He's looking. Are we, what, are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And if you remember this video from last week, when I showed it, the younger cop later gets in between and says, let me pull the guy out and tries to calm stuff down. That younger cop is probably a good cop. That's my assumption. I don't know him. But from what I see and how I saw it, he's probably a good cop. If you get bad cops like the other guy out, he'll be a good cop. But if you keep bad cops the other guy in, he will wind up becoming either apathetic or a bad cop or he'll leave. All bad answers. We need more good cops. Get rid of the bad cops. Now, if we do this instead, if this young guy makes a mistake, like the, um, I shouldn't say mistake, ha has to be in a bad situation, like with, Bryant, the young 16-year-old girl, Bryant, are you going to end his career? Are you going to end a good cop's career? No, end a bad cop's career. That's the answer. There's a difference between good cops and bad cops. We are politicizing everything, and it's driving me crazy. Not all cops are bad, and not all cops are perfect. Cops are humans like everybody else. They're just people like everybody else. Let me grab a couple comments here, um, if I can. Ryan says, thank God, everything will be okay. Larry's still here. Thank you, my friend, Ryan. I love that. Yes. Jimmy says, Shelvin had nine minutes to make his decision. The new case that sadly ended with the teenager's death, the cop had to make a split-second decision, wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Jimmy, this is such a valid piece. There's someone who said, and within 22 seconds, he shot her. That's supposedly what it was. I don't know if that's true, but supposedly it was 22 seconds. You got 22 se seconds to make a decision whether to save a young lady's life or not with literally chaos all around you. And he didn't shoot anybody else. Like those bullets didn't go flying. No one else got hit. He hit one person who had the knife who was stabbing. How can we be mad at that decision? Is it possible? And could you argue? Well, maybe he should have tasered or the, maybe. I mean, if there's an argument for that, if he had been there longer, had seen it, people were threatening. Maybe she was yelling at her with the knife or something like that. Perhaps if that were the case, he should have said, wait, stop, drop the knife or something. That's not what happened, Jimmy. You're right. 
He wasn't conversing with them. They weren't talking like regular people. She wasn't shaking the knife and yelling. She was in mid-stroke to stab. And there were people fighting on the floor in front of him at the same time some dude kicking some woman in the head. I'm not making that up. Check the tape. That's literally what happened. He's checked the tape. Look how old I am. Look at the recording. He was literally kicking this woman in the head while the... No, Jimmy, you're correct. Chauvin's a bad cop. I'm not sure he actually deserved murder too, to be forward. I'm not sure that's true, but he's a bad cop and should have been convicted of something. And I'm glad Chauvin's gone. This guy's not that. They are different. Gregory says, I'm afraid that people just love to hate. Greg, there's, there's some truth to that, right? Hating is just, it's so easy to point the finger at somebody else, isn't it? Just so easy. These bad people, these bad cops, these dumb people, these dumb kids. It's very easy to point the finger. It's simple. Makes you feel better. It's not me. It's that Greg guy who was all messed up. Let's, let's blame him. That's what becomes. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a valid point. All this drama is why I'm off Facebook. But it's everywhere. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. All those things. Yes. Ryan says, Larry, I feel in the age of corporatocracy. We need to stop the left versus right, red versus blue, and instead focus on liberty being squashed by both sides working together. This is the culture war, right? If if you if you fight a culture war, do you make any actual changes to make our system better for the average little person? No, you're too busy worrying about you know what bathroom someone's using. That becomes a critical piece. Does it matter what bathroom someone uses? Yeah, it does. But is that number one in our world? No, it just isn't. And I'm, some of you may be upset about that. Sorry, that's just, it's not number one in our life, right? It's not number one. Individual people trying to become happy should be number one. And we move down that road, 100%. Michelle says, he, deal, he did kill Floyd, but I don't think he intended death. I also think he did not care. That's probably true, Michelle. I think that's probably true. He... I don't think he was trying to kill him. And that's why it wasn't murder one. I'm not sure he deserved murder two to be forward. But the, the other thing I'll, I'll, let me thank you for bringing this up, Michelle. Let me, let me touch this piece too. I agree with you. I don't think he intended to kill Floyd. I think he didn't care. I think he was a bad cop who didn't care. And he's, he had a record to prove it. This isn't like me just making it up. He had a record of not caring, of being a jerk. He had a record for years. So I'm glad the bad cop's gone. But even this was politicized. The amount of people who said, and this is Governor DeSantis of Florida said, you know, the jury was, um, the jury was um, uh, bullied. The jury was bullied into a decision. I don't buy that. I just don't. They even politicized that. You know what actually happened? 14, 15 people, whatever the number of juries plus, plus the alternates, watched that video and we're emotionally moved. Juries are emotional. And I know some people go, Larry, they can't. It's all about the facts. That's absolutely not true. It's not human. It's not what's supposed to happen. I've been in the jury. And if any of you have been in the jury, you remember what the judge tells you when he gives you his instructions or her instructions. The judge gives you instructions. They don't go, don't use your emotion. They don't say that. They don't say that at all. They don't say, only look at the facts. They don't say that at all. A jury's job is to decide what is a fact. That's the jury's job. And if you've been in the jury, you know that's what they tell you. you got a bunch of evidence and the judge will tell you right to your face, you can deem any of it true or any of it false. 
by any means you think. Use who you are, bring who you are to the jury to decide whether those that evidence presented is true or false, to whether you believe a witness or not. The judge tells you this. So you're supposed to also be emotional and be logical and decide what you think is a fact and what you don't think is a fact. That's what a jury is supposed to do. And they do. That's what humans do. They they use both emotion and logic to decide, do I buy it? Do I not buy it? Is it real? Is it not? It is the jury's job to decide if they think the, that it's a fact or not. So because a lawyer or a judge says it's a fact, doesn't make it a fact. The jury decides if it's a fact or not. Evidence doesn't mean it's true or believable. It just means it's stuff presented to you as a jury and you decide, eh, I buy it. I don't buy it. Whatever the case may be. So they are emotional. They were emotional. And Jimmy said it, nine minutes on tape, on tape, videoed, recorded. It's difficult, very difficult for a jury to not be moved by that. It just, it just isn't. It's, it's hard. Yes. So Rocket Man, Rocket Matrix, uh, Micaiah um, Bryant was carrying a knife, threatening to stab a teenager in pink. The cop did the right thing. The problem's the matriarchy. I'm not sure what the matriarchy means, but I agree. I think the cop did the right thing. Again, still tough for the cop, but yeah, he did the right thing. So uh, A.D. Sauron says, that's not politically correct, Larry. True, I'm not always politically correct. I tried to be an idiot, but, you know, uh, and capitated, I like that, says he's a hero, not for being a cop, but for saving someone's life. True, I think he did. I mean, is there a chance she wouldn't have died? Yeah, but a chance she would have died too. We don't know. I'm glad we didn't get to find out. I'm glad we didn't find out whether or not she was going to die from that stab wound. I'm very happy. Yes, absolutely. So Ryan says, Larry, shall I order the sharp for New York 22 uh, hoodie? I said I'll announce in the summer. That's when I will. Yes. Steve says, I'm not sure there's real partisanship on the George Floyd case. I've met zero people regardless of politics with those Chauvin did right. I do see a lot of partisanship in other cases, especially the Columbus shooting where the cops uh, shot the black girl to save another black girl. I, I think you do. And let me give you what I mean by uh, partisanship on the George Floyd case. This is uh, Governor DeSantis and what he's saying. And this is the, the storyline that you do find on the right. Many of the people on the right have come up with this storyline. But if that's something that can potentially happen where you basically have justice meted out because the jury is scared uh, of what a mob may do. And again, I'm not saying that's what happened here. Yeah, you are. And that's a problem. That that's, I'm not anti-DeSantis at all. I think he did a lot of great things. In this case, he's wrong. He shouldn't say this. He shouldn't play this narrative. You don't want to cast doubt on a jury, even though juries do make mistakes. It's not helpful to be doing that. And it's not true. It's just, if you've been in a jury, you know what I'm talking about. The jur no juror is thinking, I better vote you guilty, otherwise the mob will burn my city down. They're not doing that. And, and what proof do I have of that? And I said it before and I'll say it again. We put MS-13 gang members away. These are people who will literally, and I mean literally, hack off your head with a machete. And we put them away. Then I said, they're going, I don't want to do it. They might hack my head off with a machete. Jurors don't think that way. They feel safe. They're given protection, particularly in a case like that. They feel safe. They're, they're sequestered often. And they make the decision. 
That's not what happens. We put mobsters away, guys who are in the mafia, right? We put those guys. We put Crips and Bloods away, right? We put gangbangers away. We put tons of them away. Jurors don't go, I'm scared they might come to my house or riot. Or, they don't do that at all. I, I don't think this is true. This is the partnership that I was talking about, Steve. I, I think you're right. I think that most people look at Chauvin and go, bad cop, glad he's gone. Yes. But to Michelle's point, most people, I think, don't think Chauvin was trying to kill him. He didn't care. And he died. He didn't care. That's true. He's a bad cop. But I think now we move to the thing. Well, you know, the mob justice. And now the mob runs this. This is another, another way of making people believe that every system doesn't work. And systems often don't work. That's true. But this guy's a governor. It's not the right answer. And in this case, I think not true. I hope that answered your question, Steve. So, yeah. Adrian says, I would also be very angry if an officer was there and my child was stabbed in the throat. Two families in pain. Yes, uh, Adrian, yes, right? And the only issue is, I can only imagine if anyone hurt your kid. If you have a kid and anyone hurts your kid, you're going to be mad whether your kid deserved it or not. And again, I'm not mad at them the family for being upset at the cop. That is natural and human. Why the hell are we mad? That's my issue. Why are we mad? But your your point's valid. I mean, if he if she had stabbed you the girl, yeah. Now I, now I, now I got both of them mad. Hundred percent, absolutely. It says maybe if the police officer let these kids stab each other, the people uh, upset at the cop slash airman would be outraged about him not doing anything. And this is a very good point. What position was that cop in? I mean, Jimmy said he had seconds. According to the news, he had 22 seconds to decide. According to the news, 22 seconds. He was screwed away. He was in a bad position, right? He's a bad spot. Let me be wrong. He's a cop. He's supposed to deal with that. And he dealt with it better than I think most would have, to be forward with you. There are many people who would have stressed and either frozen and done nothing and let the girl get killed or opened up and shot half the street. He did neither. He did neither. He put one girl down. Again, terrible. That's not a good thing. But it was justifiable and the right thing. And I think, yeah, you're right. And if he did nothing, what were you there for? We called you. He's in trouble then. He made what he thought was the right decision. I'm not mad at the cop at all. I think the right thing, we should stop beating him up. Let's move on. There are some bad cops like Chauvin. Chauvin's a bad cop and he's gone. Awesome. Let's move on. This cop should just do your quick investigation. You got to investigate. There was a death. Do your investigation. Let the, let the cop get back on the road again if, if he can, right? I mean, to be forward, the cop himself may need some time off. I mean, he may be messed up by this. He may need to, you know, move on or something. It's possible. So we'll see. So the Shamrocker says, if he had not taken action, he would have been action. He would have been in the wrong for not helping because he doesn't care about people. Yeah, thank you. This is, you're right, right? Have to make it to where this actually works. He does has to do his job. At one point, he has to do his job, 100%. Craig says, I know you don't think jurors were swayed in the Chauvin case, but do you think they may have been afraid of being doxxed? There were plenty of woke folks uh, more than ready to figure out individuals, jurors, and dox the F out of them. They have done more for less. Um... <laughs> I guess it's possible, but if if you're if jurors aren't swayed 
by the threat of having your head lopped off with a machete, why would they be afraid of being docs? And I remember I was on a murder case when I was in a jury and they were two gangbangers and nobody here was afraid of the gangbangers. And they, they all saw our face. They all saw us. We weren't really sequestered. Everybody saw us. The gangbangers saw us. The gangbangers family saw us. They were in the courtroom. They all saw all of us. They all saw us. They could have chased us, followed us home, done anything. They didn't. And none of us were afraid. We weren't like those gangbangers looking at us. They might get us. Nobody was afraid. And this is New York City. So I don't, I guess maybe I, I just, I can't see any evidence of this in anything. There was actually a, if I can find it, there was actually a, uh, a video of one of the jurors talking about it. She was saying what swayed her. She was literally talking about what swayed her. And it, she wasn't saying I was scared. She was like, no, I heard the, that, that, um, that expert. And that's the guy that swayed me at that point. I was like, Chauvin's guilty of everything. So it was witnesses. It was, you know, what we remember here in, in a Chauvin case, other cops testified against him. They were like, this guy's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a, we're glad to get rid of this guy. He's a bad cop. Let's get rid of him so we can get back to policing. I mean, that's, they were, they were that bad. So I think that people voted yes on everything because of emotion to be forward with you more than logic. I think they thought he was just a terrible person. And I believe this is only my opinion, but this at least makes more sense to me because I feel it from being a juror. I think the jury believed that Chauvin deserved murder too, whether or not he committed it. I know that seems wrong and unfair and I'm not justifying it. I'm telling you my opinion from being a juror and seeing other jurors. I think the jury said, that guy deserves murder too. Give it to him, whether he did it or not. That's my that's my opinion. And I think the prosecutor believed a jury would go that route because he had so much evidence. And that's why he went murder too. That's only my opinion. I'm sure people would think something else. My gut says that's what happened. He was like, I got all this evidence. I go, they'll they'll give almost anything. I can't go too far because even to Michelle's point, I can't go murder one. It's no way. Because Michelle's like, that is not murder one. It's just not that. So that he thought he would have lost that. He rolled the dice on murder too, thinking that he had the emotion and his sadly, I guess for the justice or maybe not. I mean, it depends how you look at it. Um, I think it worked. Yes. Jimmy says, I still feel bad for this girl. Doesn't sound like she had the greatest life and how it ended is still a situation. Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. And the problem I have with this is this is the other partisanship piece that Steve was talking about, or Steve brought up that I think happens, is it's so common, and this is more on the right than the left, is that the second someone is shot, <clears throat> the right begins to dump all over them and somehow express how they deserve to be shot. So now she's terrible, she's bad, but why did it do that? Because the left does the opposite, right? So every, every black person who's shot, a lot of the left will then only show the good that the person did, right? Now, they didn't do that as bad with George Floyd. That was much more the community doing that, right? The media wasn't that bad with George Floyd. The community really was. The activists really were. They were more responsible than the media was. But generally speaking, what, are they, what does the media show? They're going to show this young girl, you know, doing TikTok videos and, oh, she was going to the prom or whatever. And she probably was doing those things. And she was stabbing people. She was doing all those things. And my point is, 
whether she was stabbing people or doing TikTok videos, a 16-year-old girl believed that the right answer to solve her problem, whatever that problem was, was to stab somebody. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? Most 16-year-olds should not think, you know what the right answer is? Stabbing somebody. We should not be thinking that. She clearly did. And terrible and wrong, and sadly, she paid the ultimate price for it. Terrible. But you're right, Jimmy. She probably had a horrible situation in her life. I know she was in foster care, all kind of problems. She had problems in her life, probably saw violence in her life, and she was taught, how do you solve your problem? Violence. That's how you solve your problem. So she thought that was the case. And it is sad. Again, I, I, I'm always a person. You guys know me. I'm a person about second chances. I really wish that this girl could have got past this and got a second chance at life. That would have been the best outcome. That's not going to happen. I hope this cop gets a second chance too. I hope he gets past this. He's able to go back to being a cop. And I hope he gets a second chance also. Yes. Alfred said, yep, exactly right. Says back the blue when the blue enforces draconian rules and the left says ACAP. Yes. And neither is true. Exactly. Thank you, Alfred. Yes. And neither is true. Yes. So, um, got a new truck, not one sticker on it, waiting for the show up. Will you, Ryan, I set up, I'll, I'll announce later. AD Soron says, case by case, objective opinion. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. Just because a cop uses violence doesn't mean it's the wrong answer. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Also, just because a cop uses violence doesn't mean it was intentionally trying to hurt or kill. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. That's why you're supposed to have investigations. That's the point of having an investigation. That's the point of having all these body cams. So you can go down and look case by case. Of course. So... Having an objective opinion is frowned on by the authoritarians. Also, very true. Yes, absolutely. So, Michael Grove says, Chauvin was robbed by his own lawyers for not asking politely to see the Secret Service report where the flood of movie money came from. I'm not sure what that means, Michael. Um, I don't know what movie money, I'm not sure um, what that means. Um, but, but are you saying he didn't have the best lawyer? Maybe. But the lawyer he had was a union lawyer. So he had a lawyer that he's been paying for for his union dues. If what you're saying is true and the, and the lawyer was incompetent, and I don't know enough to know that, right? If if what you're saying is true and his lawyer was incompetent, well, then he needed he need to have a better union because the union gave him the lawyer. So maybe the union's messing up if that's true, right? And I didn't watch enough of the case to, to have an opinion on that, but maybe you're right. Then they should have done that. So Christine says, I watched that video. Everything happened so fast. Yeah. Yes. Considering what could have gone wrong. What if he had either done nothing and frozen? Or what if he had fired and other people got hit? Neither of those two things happened. I was stabbed by third year as a teacher 2013. Wow. I'm not surprised at the double standard of words or violence and so what just the knife. The media high being lying is part of the course, no trust. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Third year, Jesus Christ. Um, Sam, brother, you, you, you get a purple heart, man. Good for you. Yes. 
Yeah, words of violence, but knives aren't. That's kind of odd. Yes. Yes. Um, Don Lemon and Kate Cuomo's in defended the LEO in Columbus. Good. Good. I I'm glad. Well, CNN's having trouble. CNN's got to make a shift, right? I don't know if you guys have seen, if anyone of you watched CNN, it's almost unwatchable now. CNN has to make a shift. They were killing it when it was all anti-Trump all day long. They were killing it because all the people who hate Trump were watching CNN all day long. And they were killing it when it was, you know, all about COVID killing everybody because everybody was like, oh, my God, the world's ending. Let's watch CNN and see who died next. They were doing great. Now they're struggling. So I hope they make a shift and, and get out of where they've been these last couple of years. CNN's been just going downhill for these last couple of years terribly. So hopefully. Larry, it's, it's cause we have de demonized police while making criminals heroes. Now, all cops that are not awesome, some can be dicks, but not all are bad people. Agreed. I, and, and the issue is, I don't think we want to either demonize or make anybody heroes. I think we want to do everything, right, on a case-by-case -case basis. I think that's the piece that matters, right? I mean, this is what Sauron's saying. Or Sauron, I hope I'm saying your name right. He's saying case-by-case -case is the answer, Alfred. Even criminals, criminals aren't always bad, right? Gandhi was a criminal. M.O.K. was a criminal. George Washington was a criminal. These people are all criminals. So even not every criminal is bad. Some criminals are heroes, but let's go case by case, right? I think you're totally correct. Yes. So, all right, that's good. All right. Um, um, classic New Yorker, there was no butter, there was no bagel. I am. I'm born and raised in Manhattan and 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 the Bronx. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, uh, yes, I absolutely, yes. Um, what drives me absolutely crazy is how they diminish and devalue the girl in the pink whose life was saved. Ronald, you're right. I don't know her name. Valid point. Valid point. That's right on the money. I don't know her name. I don't remember. Have they said it or did I forget it? Perhaps they only said it one time and I forgot it or perhaps they've never said it. I don't remember the, the girl in the pink. She's like called the girl in pink and I don't remember her name. You know what? Maybe it's better. She She's a minor. Maybe it's better they don't. I don't think that's the reason, Ronald, right? That isn't the reason why we don't know her name, but it may be the right answer. Maybe it's better if we don't know her name and she's a minor. Let her grow up and let's and let's do that. So, yeah. So he is an ex-cop now. Did he quit? Did that guy? Oh, I hope that guy didn't quit. Tom, don't tell me that. Don't you're going you're gonna to make me sad tonight. Don't do that. I hope that's not true. You, do you mean the, the, the cop in Virginia is an ex-cop? That's a good thing. If that cop in Virginia is an ex-cop, that's a good thing. I hope the cop in Ohio, I hope he didn't quit. I hope that's not true. That would be terrible. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Humans, yes, but who enforce laws and serve the state. Yeah, valid. So what I would say is, while they are that, we should change our laws and change our systems to realize that we're going to have flawed humans who enforce the law and service state. That's that's the system we have now. I think you're right. So let's change the system to make it easier on everybody. Let's end the war on drugs. Let's end qualified immunity, right? I would go the opposite. A lot of people are like, well, cops have to have more immunity because of, of what they do. I'm on your side, Isaac. I think the opposite. Cops need to be held to a higher standard. But even with the higher standard, the guy did the right thing. You can only expect a certain amount from any human being. That's it. So I can't remember where I saw it, but there was someone on the left who suggests that teens fighting with knives is part of the normal black experience. 
and there was no reason for cops intercede and they were serious. Yeah, that's, I mean, come on. Yes, oh, let me see if I can, uh, there, there is, if I can find it, there actually was, I think that was on MSNBC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see if I can find that one. I might be able to, ah, I think it might be here. Let me see if I can keep going here. Let's see. I think, I think, hold on. Let me see if I can find this here. All right. Um, I'm going to look for it right now. All right. Here was, here was the actual juror. I'm going to bring her up real fast. I think you'll enjoy this. This was the actual juror that I talked about. I happened to find this one and this will show you what I mean. This is the juror. I've seen the video two or three times, but I didn't see it in its entirety. It this was is a juror. emotional. Um, emotional, I as I said. Up a couple of times. Yep. So especially seeing it from different angles and, and things. Phil in the. That right there is what I mean. I think the jurors to, to answer your question, Michelle, to deal with your issue you brought up, Michelle is the jurors were just emotionally moved and they thought he deserved murder too. I still believe, I think that's true. I think they thought he deserved murder too. And because of that, that's why they gave him murder too. I think that's the reason. So I think I'm going to find that spot that you just talked about right here. Yeah, let me see if I can grab this one here. This is uh, Tucker Carlson again. And this is the point I think you're talking about. Uh, Steve, if I get this right, you tell me if I screwed it up or if I got it right. Let them stab. The guy used He's to run mad. the MS and NAACP said that yesterday very clearly on CNN. It is not wrong. It is, fa in fact, right for people to ask, is it appropriate? Was it the mm -hmm. right thing? Was it a necessary thing for a police officer within minutes uh, pulling out his gun and, and firing four bullets uh, into a teenager's body. What if it were your daughter? What if it were your child? What if it were a member of your family, your neighbor? Well, this is what I, this part, he's, he, 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 this, is a, this is a bogus argument, right? The argument he's saying is, what if it was your kid? No matter what, if it's your kid, you're pissed off. That's an invalid argument. If it's my daughter, I'm mad at you no matter what. It's my daughter. This is an invalid argument. When people say that it always makes me angry. What if it was your kid? Well, of course I'm pissed off. It's my kid. It doesn't matter if my kid's right or wrong. It's my kid. Of course I think it's wrong. Bogus argument. Bothers me. Every time I hear it, I get upset. By the way, the, the, the lovely lady on the far right was on my show. Uh, in a, uh, essentially, a, a teenage fight, a schoolyard fight. A schoolyard fight. Knives with people being kicked in the head. Knives. It's just a schoolyard fight. Explain. I, 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 I hate when Tucker's right, man. He's right. <laughs> so, yes. But the left's giving him ammo. The left's giving him ammo right there. This, the amount of jumping the hoops you have to go through to say this is okay. I'm, I'm blown away by how easy that people just go, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Come on. It's, it's, it's bad, right? Tilly Jack said, the right wingers I listened to all say it was horrible, but justified. I haven't heard, personally heard any left wingers acknowledge that was justified. And that, you know what? They should. They should. Right? They should. It's justified. Let's move on. Absolutely. Let's move on.
Michelle says, yes, the same with the girl. These kids don't have a chance because of bad parents or whoever's caring for them. 100%. Uh, Bryant was a victim of the system. This is what Paula says. She was in foster care, which was a mess in Ohio. Yeah. See? Yes. The real tragedy lies in what led her to resorting to violence. Paula, you've hit it perfectly. Yes. Let's not, if we're going to blame somebody, we don't have to blame anybody. If we're going to blame somebody, don't blame the cop. Don't blame the cop. How about a system that failed her again? Clearly, the system failed her. Absolutely. Paula says, I ache for her and wish someone could have reached out to her and kept her off this road she was on. Amen, Paula. 100% yes. She won't get a second chance. I hope the cop gets a second chance. And I hope the girl in pink gets a second chance too. Right? I hope they all, because it's going to, look, that whatever, what, whatever happened to the girl in pink? Were they friends and just had a terrible fight? Was one stealing the other one's boyfriend? Is it something that trite or that, you know, stereotypical? Or was it something different? Did someone insult somebody? Whatever the case may be. Does the girl in pink now feel responsible? Is she now traumatized by this? Did she think when the gun went off that she was hit? Who knows what happened there, Paula? You're right. The girl in pink also being bothered by this. Maybe traumatized with this. Maybe. So what are we going to do? Be mad at the cop? That's the wrong one. Um, Bernard says, I can't stand the narrative of blame the jury. Did not everyone see a man die because a bad cop killed another person, whether intentional or not? George Floyd should have been killed. Agreed, Bernard. 100%. Agreed. 100%. Um, yes. And I wish, you know what would be, sometimes you guys get really mad at me when I take takes that you don't agree with. Sometimes you get really mad at me and I get DMs and I get tweets and I get all kind of stuff about this or that. But I can say when cops are right and I can say when cops are wrong. I hope, I mean, maybe it doesn't, some of you may be mad at me, but I, I hope that you at least go, all right, you know, Larry can say when he's wrong. Larry can say when someone else is right. Larry can say that there's a win and Larry can say there's a lose. I hope you can at least see that, I hope. Uh, Floyd should never been killed. That's absolutely true. Ronald says the difference between MS-13 and Chauvin is Chauvin jury would have faced pressures from friends and families and their entire community. The entire city would have rioted. We all know that. They would have had their own friends go after them, their own community members. No one had friends in MS-13. That's the difference. Well, that's not 100% true. Because if you go to, in, in the area in New York, right, where I am now, Heavy MS-13 out on Long Island compared to other areas. It's relatively, it used to be, I'm not sure that's true with COVID. I haven't hear, heard much about it. The news is kind of, Long Island news, I haven't heard much of it because everything's been COVID and, and the election and everything else. So I, but if I go back about two years, that was true. I'm assuming it's still true, but maybe not. MS-13 was in every neighborhood. They were part of your, they were a little like your, your someone who's taking care of your lawn. They were people who were out there at Home Depot. They were everywhere and people knew it like they knew these guys. They're part of MS-13. They might have been part of your family. That's probably true. But they were completely part of your community. I mean, totally part of your community. You knew it. Gangbangers. You see them in a corner. You see them on the streets. Juries are picked just from local areas. right? My jury was in Queens. There's gangs in Queens. Lots of gangs in Queens. We can see them. So while they're not part of family, that's true. Are they part of community? Yes. I think that is true. So, I mean, if, if you're, if you know mobsters, same thing, right? They're part of the community. They may not be part of family. That's true. But they are part of community. 
I'm not sure that difference is, in my view, at least, Ron, I'm not sure that difference of family versus community is is that is that is enough for a jury. And again, maybe I'm wrong here. I'm I'm okay being wrong if you can show me something. But when the judge gives you that, and when you're in a jury box, if any of you've been in the jury box, it is intimidating. It is overwhelming. You do understand the responsibility that you have. And do some people not care? I'm sure some people don't. But most jurors actually are like, this matters. I have someone's life and or someone's revenge and or justice in my hands. And most jurors, I believe, take it seriously. And I think most jurors who accept jury duty, right, take it seriously. I think most do. Maybe I'm fooling myself. And if any of you have had experiences different than mine, I've been in the jury twice. And in both cases, I felt that from just about everybody. I mean, there are a couple of jerks, but there's always a couple of jerks, right? But almost everybody. So I don't know. I, if someone has another uh, answer, I'm happy to hear it. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, Ronald. It's just from my experience, I can't see it. And from the experience I've seen in the past, I, I can't see it. I think they were just emotionally affected by the, the video. And the woman there just said it. And I think that's why they gave murder too. When I do think murder too was an iffy charge in my view. I think it is definitely an iffy charge. But it looked bad. And people felt it. So Christine says, if I was one of the jurors, the testimony of the other cops would have been a tipping point for me. There we go. I think me too, Christine. I agree with you. If I would have seen other cops come on and go, that guy's a bad cop, I'd have been like, whoa. They're saying it. All right, Dan. <laughs> they're saying it. Maybe, yeah, absolutely. Um, is that mule, Spud? That's not really the MO of gangsters, though. Certainly not as likely as a mob showing up on your lawn. Maybe, right? But we're talking fear. As we're talking about fear. You're telling me that a jury is going to be more afraid of a mob showing up on their lawn and throwing a soup can in their kitchen versus people who would come in and in theory machine gun you to death or hack you to death. I'm not sure. I, I just I don't see it. So I'm still I'm not there. I, I don't I don't see that as an issue. And on top of it, the the pressure you'd get from a mobster in theory who has millions upon millions of dollars that he or she can spend, who has lots of people they could move and, 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 and use. Much more pressure from them than anybody else, I would think. So, any case. Uh, anyway, um, there is no honor among thieves, but I'm not sure there is honor among the Twitter mob with regard to Chauvin trial. But it was good to hear an alternative juror talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes, yep. Michelle says, why am I thinking about charging parents? Like the 13-year-old who's running in the streets with a 20-year-old bad guy and shooting a gun. How's that the cop's fault? Ooh, Michelle. You're right, that 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Where the hell are his parents? Where the hell is, are his parents? That's a good point. Right? Running around shooting people. Running around with guns. Even if he, was, even if he wasn't shooting anybody. Let's say, Michelle, let's say he didn't shoot anybody. I don't know if he did. Let's say he shot nobody. He didn't fire the gun. Why are you running around with adults? Having a gun. Is that your uncle or your cousin or something? It's a, it's a valid point. Absolutely. That is, that's a valid point. I love it. So, Daniel says, unless a cop has a warrant, they don't have to do anything. This is true, Daniel. They don't have to. That's that's true. 
but there is an there is a, an expectation and they are trained to and they're supposed to but you're right they don't have to a cop does not have to by law stop someone from killing somebody this is true you're correct you don't, they don't have to but man shouldn't they don't we expect them to aren't they trained to isn't that what our culture says shouldn't you or i if even as not cops if we could stop someone from being murdered shouldn't we and we don't have to right if someone's being murdered i'm not required to stop someone from killing someone but shouldn't i particularly if i have a badge and a gun i probably should so i think your point's a valid one i'm just saying we do we expect it of them could he have walked up and said, guys, stop, and watched her stab, and then arrested her after he had that the, the stabbing had happened? Yes. You know, he does have to do something if she actually commits a crime and he watches a crime being committed. Then he must do something. So in that case, if he actually watched her stab her, he has to arrest her. That is his job. He must that is the law. The, you must enforce a law. You watched her break a law, you have to arrest her. That he has to do. But you're right. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. But I think he should have. So people are posting about the police accountability survey. Thank you, Daniel, for that segue. I appreciate that. You know what you can do? Tell me what you feel about police accountability. Head on over to the police accountability survey. Click that link right there. That link that is in the show description. Click that link. Take the police accountability, the police accountability survey. Say what you think. Let them know what you think about how accountable police should be. What's your view on these things? It's about a five-minute survey. Take that survey, finish it, and then share it. Share it online. Let people know you've taken it so people can look at it too and see, hmm, where do I sit? You'll find out where you sit with others. Like, are you with most people? Some people, kind of. They tell you at the end kind of where you sit uh, compared to other people. So you'll see, are you mainstream or are you not? Right? You can see that. And please share it. It's my, they're my sponsors. It makes them happy. It makes me happy. You're saying, Larry, I took it already. Great. Throw me some cash then. Head over to patreon.com slash sharpway so I can keep doing this, right? The more Patreon explodes, the more I can do this, the less work I can do outside, the more work I can do on this, the more people I can hire, the more people I can use to make this better. By the way, have you noticed? We have a Sharpway Clips now. Yes, it's called Sharpway Clips. We have a new YouTube page up, which is just short clips. You want to send clips to your friends, send clips to someone, you want to watch a couple of clips, head over to Sharpway Clips on YouTube. Check that out. That's part of what you're doing. Yeah, not just that. Podcasts are out. Yes, head over to Anchor. That's right, Anchor FM. Click that link. There's a link tree. Click in the description. Click that. It shows podcast. Click. You can listen to the podcast now. I know people were talking about it. It takes time, money, energy to do that. Your Patreon helps to make that happen so I can get people to take that time and energy to load those things up, put descriptions, all those things, so you can now listen to the podcast. So do that. Larry, you got, I got no cash. No worries. Like, comment, share. It's just as good. Like, comment, and share this so that other people can see it so we can grow. All good. I hope you're enjoying what I'm doing. And if you are, help out in one of those three ways. One of those three ways, please do that. Absolutely. All right, so if I can grab a couple of these. Um, Stephanie says, I'm seeing a left narrative that seems to be normalizing knife fighting as a normal teenage thing. This, in my view, is very nutty. It is simply trying to make every single thing about bad cops. And it just simply isn't true. This is very similar, by the way, 
to that guy in Georgia who shot up the um, massage parlors and most of the people there were Asian. My God, the media wanted to make that about anti-Asian. That was not anti-Asian. Don't get me wrong. He killed mostly Asian people, but his intent wasn't anti-Asian. His intent was anti-sex worker. He wasn't anti-Asian. The sex workers in that area, most of them were Asian, but that is just because that happened to be the case. That's not because he was trying to get Asian people. That's an issue. You're completely correct. Lepke says, it's not a question of good cop, bad cop. Even objectively bad cops do good things and good cops will sometimes bully and cover bad cops. Yeah, um, I think that's true, right? Even a bad cop would try to be a hero hero there. I think that's true. That would happen just, just because the bad cop wants to be the tough guy. I think that will happen, sure. And good cops will sometimes, you know, they're human, take advantage of their position and bully people or you know, not want to hurt their buddy. It's true, which is why you change the system, which is why you hear me talk every single week about cops holding their own liability insurance. Then... The insurance companies are the bad guys. Look, I get that if you're a cop, right? You don't want other cops to think you're a snitch or you're a bad guy or any of those, you're disloyal. You'll turn on them if they get into a firefight and somehow, you know, of course you don't want that. It makes total sense. Let the insurance company be the bad guy. Let the insurance company be the one who says, I can't insure you anymore, Chauvin. You got 17 complaints against you over the past 15 years. I made those numbers up. I don't know what they were. It was bad, but whatever. 17 complaints in 15 years. I can't insure you anymore. Sorry, you can't be a cop. Insurance company's the bad guy. The other cop can still be the same person. So I think you can change the system to where the good cops will very rarely cover for bad cops, if ever. And the bad cops will screw up enough to where they get booted. I think you can make that system. It's not easy, but remember, difficult doesn't mean impossible. Difficult means difficult. There's a difference, right? Difficult can still be done. That's really the issue. So, yes. All right. Um, Corey King says, I was a criminal juror. There we go. So you know. Exactly. And I had more than reasonable doubt with the prosecution's case. He also had a civil case, and so I felt he'd be found responsible in that case. It, it would have been a, a lesser requirement. Look at that. A juror thinking that much about their job. This is my point, Ronald. I think Corey is common in jurors. They care about their job. I did. When I was a juror, I actually paid attention. Like I was looking and, and seeing and I was I was watching. I was paying attention. I'm with you, Corey. I was the same way. And I think most jurors are. Some are. If you ever, I mean, I've been a consultant in criminal cases too and I've watched juries and some of them start falling asleep. And the reason why they fall asleep to be forward is not because they don't care. They've already decided. And that's completely wrong. And it completely shouldn't be that way, but they do. They have an emotional charge on that person to go, yeah, he's a bad guy. He deserves it. They go guilty. And they start passing out, literally passing out, not paying attention while the while it's going on. So it does happen sometimes. And when it happens, usually it's because they've already decided and use the guilty. Sometimes innocent, sometimes, but that's not common. Most of the time, if they're not paying attention, they already said it's guilty. And it's terrible. I know. I'm just telling you how it often works. And Corey, you being on a on a uh, jury, you probably know that. Absolutely. You probably know that already. You probably saw that. You probably already saw that. Yes. Um, let's see here. Um, Liberty Shamrecker says, unfortunately, the mainstream media, they have already linked Bryant's story with the Floyd Burton. I know. And they have nothing to do with each other. Thank you. This is another terrible thing the mainstream media has done. 
there was there was nothing. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Gregory says, I have seven on jury. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad to hear this. Ronald, I hope you're still watching. Maybe you will get some some insight. Maybe I'm wrong here. And you can all I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. Maybe I'll get some insight here. Um, Gregory says, I've served on a jury. It's difficult in that you have to determine what is premeditated and what is reactionary. Yes. All you can rely on is corporate evidence and your own gut. Thank you, Gregory. Your own gut. And your gut includes two things. Your logic and your emotion. It's both combined. Right? Does it feel right? Does it feel wrong? What have I seen? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? You're right. That's And I think most, I mean, you were a jury. You get it. It was, you, you thought about it. You you had to decide. You decide what's true and what's not. It's not easy. I wish more people would not judge, escape jury duty. I don't. The times I get it, I go. So that's why I, I, I try not to escape jury duty. So that's why I've been on a jury twice, because I don't try to escape it. Yes. David says, each situation is unique and that everything is black and white. There's all shades of gray. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Sonia, a little bit off topic, but I'm okay with it. How are you, Sonia? Hope you're doing well. Um, what are your thoughts? And hope your young, your young daughter as well, too. Um, what are your thoughts on the UN electing Iran to the Commission on Women's Rights? Um, I think the UN should just do one thing. Maybe two. But one major thing. It should just be a place where people can go and complain and slam their shoe on a table and try to hash some things out. The idea of having a commission on women's rights is having a commission on anything for the UN, with the exception of health. That'd be the only thing I think the UN should be concerned about. Health. That's it. Because generally speaking, when the UN, when doctors go through the UN, they tend to not be killed by civil war. And I would like doctors to not be killed in a civil war. So generally speaking, if doctors go under a UN banner and try to save people, they tend to not be killed in a civil war. They sometimes are still killed in a civil war, but they tend to not be killed in a civil war. So the UN should help doctors go in and help people who health, give them the little blue helmets and stuff. And so they don't get shot. That's a good thing. And there should be a place for people, for countries to go and yell and scream at each other. So they don't have to fight. They don't have to have hot wars. They can have cold wars in the UN halls. Great use for the UN, both of those two things. The rest doesn't really matter. It's a joke that you have countries like Iran or Saudi Arabia on human rights, stuff like that. It's just, it's a, it's a way of making people feel better and virtue signaling is what it actually is, Sonia. It's, there's no value in it. I hope that answers your question. There's no value in it. Yes. So, all right. Uh, Chauvin defense attorney sucked. Oh, another person saying it. Not just the other guy too. Okay. He never presented a defense case, just put doubt in the prosecution's case. Yeah, and you know, when I talk often about this, there are, and for those of you who've been in the criminal justice system, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. The jury is usually not for libertarians. And most juries are predisposed to guilty. They just are. Their assumption is if the government brings someone in front of me, he's guilty. And I say he because 90% of the time it's a he. So he's guilty. They just assume that to be true. So if you just put doubt in a prosecution's case, lawyers are taught that, you know, it's been, it's, it's with, with a reasonable doubt. That's not true. That's not how it actually works. If the jurors were actually neutral, and I don't believe they are, jurors are predisposed to saying guilty. That's, that's where their heads go to right away. You have to not just go, was it not him? Because the juror's mind is, somebody did it. 
Yeah, it probably was him. That's where most jurors start. There was a crime. Unless you can, unless you can somehow get a jury to agree that there was no crime, that's different, right? If you're saying there was no crime, that's fine. The jury goes, oh, there was no crime here. Oh, this is complete. Oh, there's no crime? Well, then why is this guy here? That will work on a jury, that there was no crime. Or, but the other part is you're going, it wasn't him. Who was it? If you can't somehow provide in some way, shape, or form, and this is hard in a jury case, but if you can't provide in some way, shape, or form some other narrative of what happened, yeah, it doesn't work. So what the defense attorney had to do was prove in some way that he died in some other way. And that's how he didn't do. He didn't, he didn't say, here's how he actually died. Um, and when he tried to say it was through fentanyl or something else, we had his, the other, the other doctor was like, no, nope, that's not what happened. It was, it's not, he stopped breathing. So it didn't work. I agree. But again, I go back to it. This was a union lawyer. Are you telling me union, unions have bad lawyers? They better check their union then. That's the issue. Chili Jack says, if the rhetoric continues the way it's going, many police are just going to stop responding to calls in black neighborhoods. It's going to destroy those neighborhoods. This is a, another problem, Chili. Chili Jack, um, how do you begin to affect the actual cops, right? What do they start doing? And they may not, they may not even start not responding, but they may start responding and lying. And I'll give you two examples that I think are important. This happened during Vietnam and there was a movie. I forgot what movie it was that actually showed this happening because it was based on true stories. In the end of the Vietnam War, there were a lot of units who didn't want to go out anymore. They were like, why are we doing this? It makes it makes no sense. We're just getting killed for nothing. We're just guinea pigs. We're just we're, we're not doing this anymore. So the units would go out, go out for you know a couple hours, maybe camp and just call in as if they were doing something. They would call in fake firefights. They would call in artillery strikes or nothing and then make announcements of, you know, 10 dead, you know, Viet Cong. 13 dead Viet Cong, we captured these weapons and buried them, and completely bogus reports. And for those of you who care that much, you can do some homework. There's a, there's a bunch of data on, on a lot of people who actually did that. I think that might happen too, that cops might start saying, yeah, I went there, nothing there, I don't know what happened, and just nothing happened, and not show up. I think that's uh, another problem that might happen, which is why you will hear me say always, police reform has to include police. You have to include police in police reform. If you don't, Chili Jack, you get what you're talking about. And we're seeing that in New York State with our corrections officers. We are doing prison reform without including our corrections officers. Well, how can you, how can you do that? By top-down dictatorship is how you do it. And that's a terrible idea. You want bottom-up solutions which means corrections officers have to be included in everything because they're the frontline people in prisons and jails. You probably should have them included here. And I think the same thing with cops. You got to have cops in there. Absolutely. So John says, I'm so tired of hearing talking heads saying a cop should have fired a warning shot. That's such an ignorant statement and dangerous act. Yes, yes, and yes. John, they don't know that. That's correct. Firing a shot with no target is dangerous. Yes. Yeah, if you have time, and that was my point, John. You said it perfectly. The guy yells by he he only had he killed within 22 seconds. Yeah, because he had no time to yell stop. 
right? Sometimes if there's some kind of knife fight or some confrontation, sometimes the person is like threatening with the knife. Get out of here or I'll stab you or I'm going to kill you or they're, they're posturing or ready to do something. If that were happening, John, then I could see the, the, the cop going, you know, drop the knife or I'll shoot or maybe swapping to his taser or something else I could understand in that case. He had 22 seconds before that knife was about to go inside that girl. Very ignorant statement. You are correct. You are totally correct. There's no warning in that case. And a warning shot period is dumb. I want to fire a shot randomly in the air with no target. To give the cop his props, he fired was four shots, three or four shots. Only hit the girl. Nobody else. Kudos to him for that. He, there were people fighting and screaming. If you saw that video all over, the girl in the pink was right there. He could have easily hit that girl. He didn't. One person hit. You are correct, John, 100%. It's exactly the right answer. There's no warning shot. That's insanely dangerous. That's irresponsible. It's stupid. If, he, if you have time for a warning shot, you have time for a verbal warning. He had time for neither. He had time for neither. So, yes. All right. Okay. Um, Michael Grossa, it's the jurisdiction of the Secret Service to investigate fake money. Oh, that's what you mean. Thank you, Michael. Now I get it. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood what you were talking about. You were talking about the, the fake money that's being a low place. So you're saying he has this talk about fake money, saying that's the reason why George Floyd got called? I, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure how that gets Chauvin off. I'm not sure that's how that gets shoved off. I mean, it's a valid point. If 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 it was fake money, was it flooded? What happened? It's it's a, it's a point, but how does that affect the case? I'm unsure how that affects the case. I'm not sure. So, um, um, what happens when cops say screw it all and walk away? Will they? I don't think so. I think what cops will do is they'll change where they work. That's what I think will happen because a lot of places people love cops, which is why you always hear me say the same thing. Police reform needs to be local. If you're happy with the way you're being policed, why should you reform? Not in my state. In New York state, my governor, his majesty, King Andrew Cuomo II, oh, hello, King. He has deemed that every police force must reform, which is insanely stupid. Some people like how they're being policed. Well, then why would you reform your police force? You're good. If you're not good, reform your police. Of course you should. But when you reform your police, include your police in it. I don't think the police or, or the cops just say screw it and walk away. I think the cops say screw it and change jurisdictions. And they start moving into other uh, police uh, police jurisdictions where the policing is the right way and that people are happy with their policing. I think something else, they move into private security. That's what I think actually begins to happen. Cops are moving to private security or cops will move into other jurisdictions. What you're going to find is in these poorer communities is you're going to have less people willing to be cops in those, in those poorer communities. That's what I think will happen. So, yeah. Um, Joshua says, police wouldn't have as many altercations if there were smarter approaches to law and it was a detainable offense. And was, is a detainable. I'm not sure where you're going with that, but I, I think what you're saying is you think you want to have smarter approaches to public safety and to law. I think that's true. hundred percent. Right. You, you want to, you want to have a situation to where people are, are victimless crimes are ignored, right? You don't want victimless crimes. Those aren't crimes. 
right? Those are just, I'm mad at you stuff. So yeah, I think that's true, right? We want changing the system. Exactly. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, I have seen a report that the girl in pink, the Dukester 666 says, has said that she was thankful for the cops' actions. I would be too. I it, I would be too. Yes, absolutely. I would be too. Yes, 100%. Bernard, uh, Gregory says, okay, I've been on a jury as well, and I can tell you that what you stated is part of the problems. Sometimes not all of the evidence is presented on trial. Ooh, Bernard, valid point, right? And there goes the next piece. And this happened in my case, by the way. And in my case, not all the evidence was presented. So what do you have to do? To what Gregory said, you got to go with your gut. You do, you have to go with your gut. In my case, the guy was shot. They didn't show us a gun. No gun. No murder weapon. No murder weapon. Where'd the gun go? We had to decide whether that made sense or not. We had to decide, is that a thing? Did he hide it or not? We had to decide that. Right? That was the issue. There's no gun. No, no weapon. Nothing. So, yeah. You're, you're correct. That is a problem. Because sometimes you don't get the... the you don't get the all the evidence and you have to make assumptions. And that's why you deliberate, to make assumptions. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, the Shamraka says, an officer involved chase and shooting of an unarmed 16-year-old in the back. 19 times in our town, didn't get any press. Same area as Bryant, two different narratives. The kid was white, sad. Yeah, but there's the other thing, right? Are you saying, you know, it fits a narrative, so it makes the media. The narrative is this, so now it's that, right? It fits the narrative, so it leads. And that's the problem. If it wasn't, you know, in the narrative, it doesn't lead. Valid point. I think the Ohio cop was put on leave. I'm actually okay with that. That's not a bad thing, Heather. I think he probably should go on leave. He should probably take some time off. He had to shoot a 16-year-old kid, right? I mean, that can't feel good. That can't feel good. So yeah, I'm glad he's on leave. So, oh, Tom, Virginia cop, right. He's, thank you, Tom. Thank you. I'm glad he's gone. Yes, exactly. The Ohio, the Ohio cop should not quit. Going on leave is good. Try to get, try to get that stuff out. That guy might need therapy. I don't know where his head is. I don't know what he's thinking. Who knows? Who knows who's mad at him? Who's blamed? Who knows? To your point earlier about friends, who knows if his friends are blaming him, not blaming him, who knows what they're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Michelle says, paid leave, do an investigation, that's normal. And Michelle, I think appropriate. I think it's the right answer. He's not guilty of anything. You do an investigation. In my view, I cannot see this being criminal. I just, I, God, I hope it's not. If this is criminal, we got a big problem in this country. I, bigger than we already thought we had. This should not be criminal. You know, let him deal what he needs to do and then move on, right? Let him do what he needs to do and then move on. And hopefully he can get back and be a cop and keep going. Absolutely. Joshua says, cops shouldn't have any different rules of engagement or weapons carrying rights than citizens. It's when they can do what we can't. It's when it turns into tyranny and a standing army we all know from our founders' warnings. Um, Joshua, where I'm going to go with that is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall back to localization. I think the individual communities should be policed how they want to be policed. If the individual communities want a heavily armed police force, while I'm against it, 
I get it. That's what they want. If they want to, uh, you know, one that's not. There's police forces that that you don't carry guns and police officers that carry heavy guns. And I think you should be policed how you want people. It's your community. Do you like a heavy police presence? Does it make you feel safe? And do you like cops running around all over the joint? Use your tax dollars and hire lots of cops because that's how you want to be policed. Do you like having a sheriff at your call and it takes him an hour to show up because you're okay with that? You just want him to kind of write a report? Do that. I'm really okay with that. I don't want to, I like you said shouldn't, but I would like each community to be policed how it wants to be policed. That's really where I keep falling back to. That's really my issue. I, I, I keep saying that. I want them to be done that way. So, yes. David says, Chauvin was a piece of crap, both in the right and the left. Pro and anti-cop will tell you Chauvin was a POS. That's true. He was a bad guy. Um, My point wasn't, I don't know if I was clear. My point wasn't that he shouldn't have been convicted. My point was, I'm unsure that the murder two count was real. And my feeling is the emotion behind it is, is everyone thought he deserved it. So they were like, give it to him. He's garbage. Give it to him. That's what I, that's what I think happened. I don't know that. That is only my gut. It's what I believe. That's what I think happened. So yes. Um, Tilly Jackson, I think what Joshua means that the police shouldn't have weapons that civilians are banned from having. Oh, if that's, I'm sorry. Is that what you meant, Joshua? I agree with that completely. I'm sorry. Maybe I misunderstood. If that's what you meant, Joshua, we're on the same page. 100% yes. Absolutely. Yes. So. Um, Rusty says, I would like each community to be policed that way it wants to be policed. It's essentially, I want this country to be policed the way it wants to be policed. No. No, it isn't. Um, and the reason why I say it is once you say it that way, you are begging for federal standards and federal guidelines. I think that's why, right? The the way you say it does matter, right? Once you go to country, now you go to majority rules. And the majority of this country now lives in urban or urbanized areas. And if we do that, Rusty, then the federal government is going to create rules that the majority want. And the majority want urbanized policing. But every community doesn't want urbanized policing, right? Every community does not want urbanized policing, particularly non-urban areas. They don't want urbanized policing. So I do want to break it down to community by community. I don't want to go the country. Because I think when you do that, people are going to hear this and go, oh, so let's vote on it. And if you vote on it by population, urban is going to win. And while urban people may want to be policed a certain way, awesome, let them. And let rural people be ruled the way they be, be, be policed the way they want to be, be policed. Rule is rural, urban is urban, suburban is suburban, all good. Yes, that, that is, that's why I said community and why I didn't say country. I hope that's clear in what I meant. I'm afraid of the connotation, not the denotation. Did I did I go did I answer that question? I hope I did. So yes. All right. The people that are calling for the Ohio cop's head, he should have shot the knife out of her hand. I <laughs> Matt, the amount of stupidity. This goes back to what John was talking about. Warning shot or shoot her in the leg or whatever. You got 22 seconds and she's in mid-stroke with a knife. Come on. Come on. I don't come on. Yes. Tilly Jack, just fire a shot from a shotgun in the air to scare off robbers. He did say that. You're, I remember that, Tilly Jack. Biden did say that. Wow. Wow. What's this, the 
1930s and I don't know. Get out my property. Is that what that is out in Oklahoma? Something I don't know. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I forgot he actually did say that. Wow. See, John, you were right. The president actually said it. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's crazy. Um, Charles DeFrank says, here in Western New York, support our law enforcement. We have had rounds with the nine of the people who have attended. Guys, follow Charlie uh, DeFrank if you want to do some Western New York uh, stuff. Please follow him. He's right there. Gene says, but if you actually solve problems, how can you convince people to keep voting for you to solve problems? I think you've just wrapped it up in a nutshell. Well done, Gene. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So um, let's see. I love how Ryan says, those of you in the so-and-so community will know what I'm talking about. You can't get there without the short way to it. Ooh, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, if you're in New York, no jury nullification, though. Yeah, this is what most people don't know. In New York State, literally, the 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 judges tell you that you are not allowed to use jury nullification. Yes, that's part of the conversation. You may not. Community law doesn't matter. You still must vote. You must vote guilty, no matter what. They tell you that. They literally say that as part of it. They say, they say, literally, you if you don't agree with the law too bad. In fact, they'll ask you in jury selection if you disagree with the law or not, and then they'll throw you off. So they try to stop jury nullification. New York State, I know you libertarians, some of your heads are exploding right now. I know they are, but Craig is correct. I've been, again, been in a jury more than once. That's exactly what they say. I've been a consultant with criminal uh, defense attorneys, and I've heard the jury instruction more than once. This is what they say. Absolutely. So, yes. Nooner Eclipse says, Larry, not in any way defending Chauvin. I'm not contesting the verdict. How when we allow mob rule in our libertarian society, we all lose. Remember, justice, not vengeance. I'm, I'm with you. And... Again, so far, I don't feel I haven't I haven't seen anybody say anything to me that really makes me believe that the jury was really tampered with. I, I haven't seen in the past. I haven't from my experience. Several people here who've been on juries have, have not said, yeah, I felt it. I could believe it. They haven't. I don't think it's real. I think it was just as simple as emotion. The juror said that. I felt that. Many of you have seen it. It's it's difficult, right? It's difficult. So yeah. Um, Sonia, we're doing well. Oh, I'm glad. Excellent. I'm glad you're doing well. Yes, we're doing fine. Thank you for asking. Awesome. All right. So let me see if I can do this here. Michelle says he had 18 complaints in 19 years. Thank you. I was I said 17 in 15 years. I was close. Thank you, Michelle, for doing your homework. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, 100 percent I mean, he was a bad cop, right? He was a bad cop. So 100 percent I'm glad. Um, Sam says, breaking news, Tim Pool is running a headline that a Chauvin juror feared BLM riot retaliation. I don't know anymore because I'd rather watch your show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, look, I, I think Tim Pool believes it, he said something. Uh, someone told me he said that it was obvious that he was going to get um, uh, uh, he wasn't going to get convicted of anything. I don't know what Tim Pool was thinking. I think he lives in a different world, uh, a, a group of a community than I that I'm in. I, I don't spend. I believe it or not, I mean, you guys may not realize this. During my day job, there are very few libertarians in my world, in the day, my day job. Most of my day job, it's Democrats, most. Um, but also Republicans do, but mostly Democrats. So uh, that's not my world. 
my world is not a libertarian world during the day. Nighttime is with you guys, many of many of you are, and many of you watching actually aren't libertarians. And I know that because you get mad at me. So I know you're not libertarians, but I still I still get it. Um, but I think Tim spends more of his time within the same types of people, and they all think that and they all saw that. And I think that's why he would believe that. That's my that's what my gut tells me. I think that's why he'd believe that. So yes. Paula says, uh, just subscribe to shortwave clips. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, victim, I'm being stabbed. Cop, I'll have to call for a warrant. <laughs> very good, Gregory. That's very funny. I like that. Very good. Very good. But yes, I mean, I, look, I don't want to beat up on Daniel. He is technically correct. But once the stab happens, the cop does have to do something at that point. So yes, <laughs> that's good. Um, there are videos of the Biden shotgun quote. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> What are you going to do, right? I mean, he who he is who he is. That's where we are right now. So, yes. Joshua, he gets off in appeals. You really think so? Maybe. I mean, the 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 idiocy of our of our politicians who stepped in for no reason whatsoever. I'm sorry, not for no reason. That's not true. Let me let me re, let me rephrase that, Joshua the Maxine Waters and the Joe Bidens who stepped in, not for no reason, who stepped in to make virtual points, to stepped in to get, you know, lens time in the camera, who stepped in selfishly. They should have not. They should have shut up. I didn't say anything, and I'm nowhere near the public figure. They are. I'm like some guy compared to them. And if you notice, I was calling it the murder of George Floyd until he was charged, and then I stopped saying it. If you look at any of my stuff, I always said the same thing, the death of George Floyd. I didn't call it a murder because I didn't know if he was murdered. I'm like, he, it's, I'm not going to affect the trial. I'm not going to say anything. I didn't do one show on it. Nothing. I kept my mouth shut. It's amazing how if you want to, you can just say nothing. That's a thing. You can choose to just say nothing, which I did. I said nothing until the verdict. If you don't, if any of you were paying attention, you didn't even talk about this trial at all. Not one time. Mouth shut. That's what all the politicians should have done. Keep your mouth shut. I did. You should. Shut up till it's done. Then say what you got to say. You can still go out and do your press conference and I did my show. You can still get your, your, your stuff. So I think you're right that they have an appeal. But I don't know how much you know about the appeals process. It is very rare that there's an appeal that actually goes through. It's really rare. It does happen. But it's rare. And the problem that you're going to have an appeal is the jury was decisive, meaning all three counts and very fast. Most appeals courts that, I, that I've heard of, I'm not an expert here at all. It's just my gut. They're going to be like, really? Um, now, maybe they had to deliver, they had to deliberate a long time, or there was almost a hung jury, or they only you know gave them one or two. All three, one day, I'm not sure. So Michelle says, we don't have local police. We only have states and sheriffs. Yeah, th that's that's my point, right? Why in the world would I want to have a, a national you know, rule for policing when you don't even have an urban police force, Michelle? It's a whole different police force. You should be policed a different way than I should be. My police force is 40,000 people. That's about how many people are in your actual county. That's my police force. So it's a whole different issue. So, and we should treat it differently. You're correct. 
Absolutely. So, yes. Uh, Corey says it was an alt juror who spoke about retaliation. Huh. Okay. I don't know. So we'll see if anyone actually talks about it or not. We'll see. So um, the original Joe says it's crazy how a handful of people literally control 330 million. Isn't it sad? Not just crazy, Joe. Isn't it disappointing? I would say disappointing. More than crazy. Disappointing. It shouldn't be that way. It absolutely should not be that way. So, yes. All right. I'm um, going to keep going here if I can. Let the appellate process work as part of your process. Yes. 100%. Yes. John says, wielding a knife towards someone is a commission of a crime. Oh, it's a valid point, John. You're right. Right. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's threatening. That is. That's an assault attempted murder at best. Cop did his job, period. He was obligated to keep that crime being committed. That's a good point. Point taken, John. You're right. Um, I was thinking that the 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 stab was if once the stab is done, that's the actual crime. But you're right. Even the attempt or the threat of the stab is also a crime. Point taken. Sorry, Daniel. He did have to do something. He did have to do something. Once he saw her brandishing that knife ready to strike, he had to act. Well, point, John. Well, good point, John. You're correct. Um, let's see if I can keep going. Robert says the federal government needs to stay out of the police department. Yes. Yes, Robert. Yes. Absolutely. Let the local levels of government determine how police should operate. Yes. Thank you. Same page. 100%. People are different. Communities are different. Be policed how you want to be, you know, policed. Absolutely. So, except, uh, Nuno Clip says, except Mad Maxine did more than give her a quick take. She was glorifying violence against the jury with a rowdy lynch mob. No different than what the KA did back in the day. Well, a little different than that. But I see your point. I agree. She should have She should have shut up. She was completely wrong in what she did. Not even close. It was selfish. It was wrong. She shouldn't have done it. And I think that's why the judge even said there is a place to appeal. Right. He said it. So I think they will appeal. And this is going to be part of it. She totally screwed up. And by the way, Nuno doesn't care. She doesn't care if she screwed up. She doesn't care if he's convicted or not. She just cared she got TV time. That's all she cared about. She does not care at all. So in any case, um, I think it'll, it'll go to appeal. I do, and I think this is a reason for an appeal. I just don't think that an appeals court would actually overturn it. I just don't think they, they tend not to. There is an idea that most judges have, and it's been burned into their skulls, into their ideas, that you don't want to overturn a jury unless you're sure because that breaks the entire system. You only want to overturn a jury if you're sure. If you're not sure, our, our system breaks down. And this is why DeSantis should not have said what he said. And I'm not anti-DeSantis. In this specific case, he should have kept his mouth shut on this too. She said, oh, maybe the jury did, maybe it didn't. He should have said nothing on this one. You don't want to undermine that system. You don't. It's a terrible idea. So yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, see if I can deal with this here, if I can. Um, fair trials, due process, proper discovery, using the gate appeals. Again, correct. Yes, Corey, exactly true. Yes. But the problem is you get Maxine Waters opening your mouth, Joe Biden saying stuff. It, it, it scares, you know, people into thinking maybe it didn't work. So maybe, maybe, yes. So. Thomas says, in Dutchess County, we have local police departments in a bunch of towns. Yeah, and I bet each town wants to have their police act differently, and they should be able to do so. What's wrong with that? I think it's a good idea. Yes. 
Michelle says he's not going to get an appeal. No way in hell. I'm I'm kind of with you, Michelle. I think you're right. So, guys, I want to say, of course, please, as always, if you're talking about cops, take that police accountability survey. Please do that. Click that link there if you would. Make that click. Take the five minutes. Take the survey. And the best part about it is it shows you where you fit with others. Like, are you like with 20% of the people? Are you with 80% of the people? Where do you fit? Who thinks like you think? That's kind of cool. I like that. And if you share it, I'll just take it too. That's the advocates.org. They are my sponsor. You want to help me out? Take that survey. It's five minutes and share it so others will see it. If you can, throw me some cash. $10 a month helps. It helps us get our shortwave clips, which some of you are now subscribing to. Thank you so much. It helps us put up our podcasts so that people can listen to this, you know, uh, while they're doing some work or something. They don't have to watch my insanely handsome face. They can miss it if they want to. They can do that if they want to. And of course, always like, comment, and share. I cannot tell you how important that is to move this around. The link is in the show description right? For the police accountability survey, take that. If you want to see Patreon account or any of those things, click in the, in the actual show description. There is a link tree. Click that. It shows everything. Shows where the podcasts are. Shows the website. If you want to see that, it shows the Facebook page. It shows the Patreon account. It shows where the podcasts are. Everything you want is right there. Even Shortwave Clips is there. Click that link and check it all out. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for giving me a little bit of time this evening. Have a great weekend and I will see you all